The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. As we say, it's a good day to begin and begin again. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, June 27th, 2022, Monday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Cyril of Alexandria, Bishop and Doctor of the Church. Born in 378 and as Archbishop of Alexandria, he championed the cause of orthodoxy against the heresy of Nestorius, who taught that in Christ there were two persons, one human, one divine. Nestorius would not agree to the title God-bearer for Mary. Now, at the Council of Ephesus in 431, Cyril condemned Nestorianism and proclaimed Mary truly the God-bearer, the mother of the one person who is truly God and truly human. On his deathbed, despite pressure, St. Cyril refused to condemn the teacher of Nestorius. St. Cyril of Alexandria died in 444. St. Cyril, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid, so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for Christian families around the world. May they embody and experience unconditional love and advance in holiness in their daily lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Today we have a selection from Matthew out of the 8th chapter. When Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other shore. A scribe approached him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. Another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But Jesus answered him, Follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Lord, these are very interesting dialogues you have with people, two of them here between you and a possible follower, possible disciple. In Luke, this parallel scene adds another dialogue, and this one says, And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. Jesus said to him, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. Lord, with what a gaze you look out at us, a gaze that invites us, calls us. And here is repeated many times the word follow, follow me. This following 
implies something very deep, a calling of you so closely that we come to identify ourselves with you. Our life is around you, our life is about you, and listening and being formed into another you. Each of these three dialogues, the individual's final responses are not given, leaving the dialogues open-ended. What is this but an invitation to, to us as readers, as hearers, other potential followers to apply these same things and invitations to our very lives? In the first dialogue, someone tells you, Lord Jesus, that I will follow you wherever you go. And what did you say to that person? Idealistic, but rather naive statement. Lord, you challenged that person to be aware of the sacrifices involved in being your disciple. You said, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And so with that, Jesus, I'm sure you're meaning for all of us that your disciples should likewise be prepared to give up even house and home to follow you. In contrast, even foxes and birds have their homes in dens or nests. Lord, you certainly are not preaching here a prosperity gospel. When we look at your second dialogue, Lord, you call them to follow yourself. The individual you're speaking with seems willing, but delays his response, asking you, Jesus, to let him go first and bury his father, Certainly, burying the dead was understood to be such a religious duty, especially for one's parents. Burial in a hot and poor area like that typically takes place the very day of the death. But Lord, this could also be an excuse to delay for many years an elderly parent, waiting for that person to die as God would will. But Lord, delaying like this, you're not for that. Your response is quick and permits no delay. Jesus, you said, let the dead bury their dead. This seems very severe, but Lord, you are making it quite clear. You are the top priority of our lives, and you love us too much to let us have any kind of a misunderstanding about that. Even family obligations have to be put in proper perspective, and at times even set aside, or left for others who are still, so to speak, dead. In other words, those who have not yet answered Jesus' call to discipleship. Lord, your third potential disciple says, I will follow you, Lord. Like the previous individual, however, following Jesus is not the first priority for you. As he asks you to let him say farewell to those at home, and you responded, Lord, again, insisting on the full commitment required to be a follower no one who sets a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Truly, Jesus, you are looking for followers who will follow you unconditionally. Seems easy to not have good reasons to follow you right now or fully. Maybe it's fear, Lord. I fear very much what that completely gift over in my state in life to being an apostle of yours would be. I'm afraid I don't know enough. I am afraid of the unknown as well. Following you, Jesus, is costly sometimes I, in the extreme, and you never intended it to be easy. You told all those who would follow you to take up their cross, take it up daily, and follow you, to not take up their comfy chair and follow you. 
what a costly business it is following you, Lord. But, but you give the grace, you give the love, you give the joy. Let me not hide behind a comfortable false humility. Balthasar says, when he suddenly jumps out of his ambush and grips at your heart with one of his famous handholds, and your heart goes wild with throbbing, then you must quickly cast yourselves down and say with all humility, Lord, go away from me, for I am a sinful man. That's an ob- obvious distance, you see. And when he looks at you sorrowfully and silently attempts to make his solitude visible to you, remain strong. Do to homage and say, I am not worthy you should come under my roof, uh, but leave the rest out. Or when you invite him to come to your house, keep your composure. Do not by any means abandon yourself. And, abolishing distances, start washing his feet like some prostitute, or give him a kiss, or anoint his head with oil. If he should sit in the last place, say to him, Friend, come forward, and force him to sit in the first place. Adore him as when he was transfigured up on the mountain. With his devotees, build three huts there for him, and see to it that he does not come down again. Yes, this is an easy way to go, a lukewarm way, that tries to have it both ways, to be a Christian, to love you, but not that much, not that dangerously. Over the course of many years, Simon and Garfunkel, an early pop duo, came up with a number of smash hits. Their most popular songs were written mainly in the 1960s, but still resonate today for their melodies and their meaningful lyrics. Yet it's only recently that we've been made aware of the meaning behind one of their greatest hits, The Sounds of Silence. In his memoir, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, How Daring Dreams and Unyielding Friendship Turned One Man's Blindness into an Extraordinary Vision for Life, Sandy Greenberg revealed how he developed a close friendship with Arthur Art Garfunkel at Columbia University over their joint love of music and literature. However, not long after he began college, Greenberg was diagnosed with severe glaucoma that was attacking his optic nerve. With the news that he would be blind, Greenberg became depressed, abandoned his plans to become a lawyer, and headed home to Buffalo, where he cut himself off from his friends. However, he hadn't counted on his best friend, Art, dropping everything to turn up at his door and persuade him to return to the university where he assured him he'd stay by his side. True to his word, Garfunkel accompanied his friend everywhere. He called himself Darkness, <laughs> in a show of empathy. And he would say things like, Darkness is going to read to you now. Keeping to his word, the singer-songwriter would adapt his schedule to make sure he would be there for his friend. However, on one occasion, when the pair were at Grand Central Station, Garfunkel announced that he had to leave, and left his friend to fend for himself. After a few hours, Greenberg managed to get on the right subway, and as he exited the station, he bumped into someone and apologized. It was Art Garfunkel. His friend had never left his side, but wanted to show Greenberg what he was capable of achieving, and that he could live independently. Greenberg said, That moment was the spark that caused me to live a completely different life, without fear, without doubt. For that I am tremendously grateful to my friend. Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life, the light for me. And I, I seem to be in darkness. And sometimes I complain about that, Lord. 
How am I supposed to follow you? How am I supposed to give what I so much have trouble giving? How am I supposed to pray every day well? How am I supposed to examine myself? How am I supposed to see you in others? How do I receive you sacramentally with, with a lot of consistency and love? I'm afraid of all that gift, but you are always with me, and I have to remember that, Jesus, more closely than this, this pair of friends. I don't see you, but I'm bumping into you all the time, too. Help me to have that courage, because I know you're with me. I can witness to the gospel. I can be another disciple. You just send me grace and speak through me. Help me to realize the great gift it is that you are with me and want me to be another you passing by. Mary, I also have you interceding for me, that I take on these features of Jesus as I follow him closely, that I overcome my fear to follow in a plan of life. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help for putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour on Daybreak. It's Monday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time, June 27, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim your praise. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant, 
The Lord, the valiant in war. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Show Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Lord, do not reprove me in your anger. Punish me not in your rage. Have mercy on me, Lord, I have no strength. Lord, heal me. My body is racked. My soul is racked with pain. But you... O Lord, how long? Return, Lord, rescue my soul. Save me in your merciful love. For in death no one remembers you. From the grave, who can give you praise? I am exhausted with my groaning. Every night I drench my pillow with tears. I bedew my bed with weeping. My eye wastes away with grief. I have grown old, surrounded by my foes. Leave me, all of you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will accept my prayer. All my foes will retire in confusion, foiled and suddenly confounded. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you love mercy and tenderness. You give life and overcome death. Look upon the many wounds of your church. Restore it to health by your risen Son, so that it may sing a new song in your praise. Show Show me your your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. The The poor poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will recount all your wonders. I will rejoice in you and be glad. And sing psalms to your name, O Most High. See how my enemies turn back, how they stumble and perish before you. You upheld the justice of my cause. You sat enthroned, judging with justice. 
You have checked the nations, destroyed the wicked, and have wiped out their name forever and ever. The foe is destroyed, eternally ruined. You uprooted their cities. Their memory has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has set up his throne for judgment. He will judge the world with justice. He will judge the peoples with his truth. For the oppressed, let the Lord be a stronghold, a stronghold in times of distress. Those who know your name will trust you. You will never forsake those who seek you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Sing psalms to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his mighty works among the peoples. For the avenger of blood has remembered them has not forgotten the cry of the poor. Have pity on me, Lord, see my sufferings. You who save me from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praise at the gates of the city of Zion and rejoice in your saving help. The nations have fallen into the pit which they made, their feet caught in the snare they laid, The Lord has revealed himself and given judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. Let the wicked go down among the dead, all the nations forgetful of God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, nor the hopes of the poor be in vain. Arise, Lord, let men not prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Lord, strike them with terror. Let the nations know that they are but men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, when you judge, do not be deaf to the shouts of the poor. Bring havoc to the madness of oppressors. Look at our wounds and save us from the gates of death, so that we may always rejoice in your help and speak your praise in the gates of Zion. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Give me insight, Lord, to know your will. Then I will cherish it with all my heart. From the books of Samuel. As they pressed their attack on Israel, with the Israelites fleeing before them and falling mortally wounded on Mount Geboa, the Philistines pursued Saul and his sons closely and slew Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malcheshua, sons of Saul. The battle raged around Saul, and archers hit him. He was pierced through the abdomen. 
Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and run me through, lest these uncircumcised come and make sport of me. But his armor-bearer, badly frightened, refused to do so. So Saul took his own sword and fell upon it. After the death of Saul, David returned from his defeat of the Amalekites and spent two days in Ziklag. On the third day, a man came from Saul's camp with his clothes torn and dirt on his head. Going to David, he fell to the ground in homage. David asked him, Where do you come from? He replied, I have escaped from the Israelite camp. Tell me what happened, David bade him. He answered that soldiers had fled the battle and that many of them had fallen and were dead, among them Saul and his son Jonathan. Then David said to the youth who was reporting to him, How do you know that Saul and his son Jonathan are dead? The youthful informant replied, It was by chance that I found myself on Mount Geboa and and saw Saul leaning on his spear with chariots and horsemen closing in on him. He turned around and, seeing me, called to me. When I said, Here I am, he asked me, Who are you? And I replied, I am an Amalekite. Then he said to me, Stand up to me, please, and finish me off, for I am in great suffering, yet fully alive. So I stood up to him and dispatched him, for I knew that he could not survive his wound. I removed the crown from his head and the armlet from his arm and brought them here to you, my lord. David seized his garments and rent them, and all the men who were with him did likewise. They mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and his son Jonathan and for the soldiers of the Lord of the clans of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. Then David said to the young man who had brought him the information, Where are you from? He replied, I am the son of an Amalekite immigrant. David said to him, How is it that you were not afraid to put your hand to desecrate the Lord's anointed? Then David called one of his attendants and said to him, Come, strike him down. And the youth struck him a mortal blow. Meanwhile, David said to him, You are responsible for your own death, for you testified against yourself when you said, I dispatched the Lord's anointed. The word of the Lord. Mountains of Gilboa, may there be neither dew nor rain upon your slopes. For For there the heroes of Israel fell in in battle. Let the Lord come to all the mountains round about. But as for you, mountains of Gilboa, he shall pass you by. For For there there the heroes of Israel fell fell in battle. battle. A reading from a sermon by St. Augustine, Bishop. The words we have sung contain our declaration that we are God's flock. For He is the Lord our God, who made us. He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hands. Human shepherds did not make the sheep they own. 
they did not create the sheep they pasture. Our Lord God, however, because He is God and Creator, made for Himself the sheep which He has, and pastures. No one else created the sheep He pastures, nor does anyone else pasture the sheep He created. In this song, we have declared that we are His flock, the people of His pasture, and the sheep of His hands. Let us listen, therefore, to the words He addresses to us as His sheep. Earlier, He addressed the shepherds, but now He speaks to the sheep. We listened to those earlier words of His, and we, the shepherds, trembled. But you listened without a qualm. What is to happen when we hear these words today? Are we in turn to be without a qualm, while you tremble? By no means. We are shepherds, and the shepherd listens and trembles not only at what is said to the shepherds, but also what is said to the sheep. If he does not listen without a qualm to what is said to his sheep, he is not concerned for them. And further, on that occasion, we asked you in your charity to remember two points about us. First, that we are Christians. And second, that we are placed in charge. Because we are placed in charge, we are ranked among the shepherds, if we are good. But because we are Christians, we too are members of the flock with you. Therefore, whether the Lord is addressing the shepherds or the sheep, we must listen to all his words and tremble. Our hearts must always remain concerned. And so, my brothers, let us listen to the words with which the Lord upbraids the wicked sheep and to the promises he makes to his own flock. You are my sheep, he says. Even in the midst of this life of tears and tribulations, what happiness, what great joy it is to realize that we are God's flock. To him were spoken the words, You are the shepherd of Israel. Of him it was said, The guardian of Israel will not slumber, nor will he sleep. He keeps watch over us when we are awake. He keeps watch over us when we sleep. A flock belonging to a man feels secure in the care of its human shepherd. How much safer should we feel when our shepherd is God? Not only does he lead us to pasture, but he even created us. You are my sheep, says the Lord God. See, I judge between one sheep and another, and between rams and goats. What are goats doing here in the flock of God? In the same pastures, at the same springs, goats, though destined for the left, mingle with those on the right. They are tolerated now, but will be separated later. In this way, the patience of the flock develops and becomes like God's own patience, for it is He who will do the separating, placing some on the left and others on the right. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. They They shall shall never perish. No No one one shall shall ever snatch them from me. I myself shall pasture my sheep, and I myself shall give them rest. They They shall shall never never perish. No No one one shall shall ever snatch them from from me. Let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, 
that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 22 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, June 27, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, it's a very interesting dialogue the Lord has about what is required of those who want to follow Him. From the 8th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Now when Jesus saw great crowds around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side of the lake, and a scribe came up to him. Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Lord, let me first go and bury my father. Follow me, and leave the dead to bury their own dead. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, it's a fact. Jesus Christ died for all of the sins of mankind, not only those which had been committed already, but also all of the sins which would ever be committed. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. The prophetic utterance that through the death of one man all will be saved was to be fulfilled with the coming of Jesus Christ. In Christ, the mystery of human solidarity attains an undreamt of fullness. Nothing has been or ever will be. The extent of this is infinite. So pleasing to God is the offering, the holocaust that Jesus made of his life for the salvation of all and which reached its culmination on Calvary. For there to take place on earth within a human soul, an act of love of God of infinite value, it was necessary that that human soul should be the soul of a divine person. Such was the soul of the Word made flesh. Its act of love acquired such a value within the divine person of the Word and thus was able to make infinite satisfaction and attain infinite merits. St. Thomas Aquinas teaches that Jesus Christ offered to God more than was demanded as just compensation for the offenses committed by the whole of mankind. And this came about through the greatness of the love with which he suffered, through the dignity of the life that he offered in satisfaction for all men, for it was the life of God made man through the enormity of the pain that he suffered. The charity of the suffering Christ was greater than the malice of those who crucified him. And because of it, Christ was able through his passion to make satisfaction even greater than the offense of those who crucified him and put him to death. To such an extent was this the case that the passion of Christ was in itself sufficient and superabundant satisfaction for the sins of those who crucified him. It satisfied too for the sins of the men of all times 
for both original sin and the personal sins of all souls, as though a doctor were to prepare a medicine by which all infirmities could be cured, even those which had still to come. Jesus Christ has given full satisfaction to the eternal love of the Father. The church has always taught this. The love of Christ dying for us on the cross was more pleasing to God than all the sins of all men together can ever displease Him. Insofar as we identify our will with God's will, we take upon ourselves the merits of Christ. We offer reparation to God by making our own the love and the merits of His Son. The matchless value that a single holy man or woman has in the sight of God is based on this. Although many sins are committed each day, there are at the same time many souls who in spite of their wretchedness desire only to please God with all their strength. It does not matter if our lives do not cause any outward stir, if we make no apparent mark on the world or its history. What does matter is our decision to be faithful, to turn all the days of our life into an offering made to God. If we know how to set our eyes on God our Father and to treat Him with the same trust and friendship as Abraham did, we will never become pessimistic, even though our constant endeavors to serve God do not show any external results that can win a claim or that we can pride ourselves on. How astutely cunning the devil is when he tries to fill our souls with pessimism as we regard our apparently scanty achievements. On the other hand, how very happy God is when he perceives our constant daily struggle, our constant endeavor to begin again. Though I should walk through the valley of the shadow of death, no evil will I fear. Neither my wretchedness nor the temptations of the enemy will worry me, for you, Lord, are with me. You have always been present in my life, Lord. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, let's join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. To my words give ear, O Lord. Give heed to my groaning. Attend to the sound of my cries, my King and my God. It is you whom I invoke, O Lord. In the morning you hear me. In the morning I offer you my prayer, watching and waiting. You are no God who loves evil. No sinner is your guest. The boastful shall not stand their ground before your face. You hate all who do evil. You destroy all who lie. The deceitful and bloodthirsty man the Lord detests. But I, through the greatness of your love, have access to your house. I bow down before your holy temple, filled with awe. Lead me, Lord, in your justice. Because of those who lie in wake, make clear your way before me. No truth can be found in their mouths. Their heart is all mischief, their throat a wide open grave, all honey their speech. All those you protect shall be glad and ring out their joy. You shelter them. In you they rejoice, those who love your name. It is you who bless the just man, Lord. You surround him with favor as with a shield. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, all justice and all goodness comes from you. You hate evil and abhor lies. Lead us, your servants, in the path of your justice, so that all who hope in you may rejoice with the Church and in Christ. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Blessed may you be, O Lord, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, O Lord, are grandeur and power, majesty, splendor, and glory. For all in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the sovereignty. You are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor are from you, and you have dominion over all. In your hands are power and might. It is yours to give grandeur and strength to all. Therefore, our God, we give you thanks, and we praise the majesty of your name. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Adore the Lord in his holy court. Adore, Adore the, the Lord in his holy court. O give the Lord, you sons of God, give the Lord glory and power. 
Give the Lord the glory of His name. Adore the Lord in His holy court. The Lord's voice resounding on the waters. The Lord on the immensity of waters. The voice of the Lord full of power. The voice of the Lord full of splendor. The Lord's voice shattering the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The Lord's voice flashes flames of fire. The Lord's voice shaking the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's voice rending the oak tree and stripping the forest bare. The God of glory thunders. In his temple they all cry, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as was, it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. You live forever, Lord and King. All things of the earth justly sing your glory and honor. Strengthen your people against evil, that we may rejoice in your peace and trust in your eternal promise. Adore, Adore the Lord in his holy court. A reading from the second letter to the Thessalonians. Anyone who would not work should not eat. We hear that some of you are unruly, not keeping busy, but acting like busybodies. We enjoin all such, and we urge them strongly in the Lord Jesus Christ to earn the food they eat by working quietly. You must never grow weary of doing what is right, brothers. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. His marvelous works are beyond compare. Blessed from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. 
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord our God. We esteem Christ above all men, for he was filled with grace and the Holy Spirit. In faith let us implore him, Give us your spirit, Lord. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. Grant us a peaceful day. When evening comes, we will praise you with joy and purity of heart. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. Let your splendor rest upon us today. Direct the work of our hands. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. May your face shine upon us and keep us in peace. May your strong arm protect us. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. Look kindly on all who put their trust in our prayers. Fill them with every bodily and spiritual grace. Give Give us us your your spirit, spirit, Lord. Lord. Let us conclude our prayers with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as as we we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, may everything we do begin with your inspiration and continue with your saving help. Let our work always find its origin in you, and through you reach completion. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. And so another week begins. Morning Air with John and Glenn is coming up in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid comes around a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.